This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. More Palestinians have been told to leave their homes and shelters in central Gaza, where fighting between Israeli soldiers and Hamas militants has intensified. The latest evacuation orders come as another telecommunications blackout hit Gaza. NPR's Kerry Khan has more. According to U.N. officials, more than 18,000 people were given new evacuation orders. Israel's military says it is moving civilians for their safety. The U.N. Human Rights Office criticized, quote, forcing civilians to relocate into areas where military actions continue. According to Palestinian health officials, more than 150 Palestinians were killed in the past 24 hours due to Israeli airstrikes. The known death toll in Gaza now tops 23,000, about 1,200 people were killed in southern Israel following the attack by Hamas on October 7th. Kerry Khan, NPR News, Tel Aviv. The Houthis are threatening a strong and effective response after the U.S. carried out another strike in Yemen overnight, targeting a radar site. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports the Houthis say the U.S. strikes have had no significant impact on the group's ability to conduct and continue its attacks on vessels in the Red Sea. The renewed attack by the U.S. raises questions over how far the confrontation with the Houthis might go. The group has long made antagonism to Israel a key part of its identity and ideology, its ability to cause disruption to world trade by endangering the commercial shipping route through the Red Sea has made it an important player in the fallout from a war between Israel and Hamas. There's no sign that the Houthis are backing down after the airstrikes, and it's unclear if its capacity to mount attacks on vessels in the Red Sea has been seriously diminished. The BBC's Sebastian Usher. Winter storm watches and warnings stretch from one end of the country to the other this weekend with the coldest air settling in the Midwest. Iowa Public Radio's Sheila Brummer reports. Trey Petrie filled up his semi at a gas station in Iowa before another wave of winter hit the state, this time with temperatures below zero and a windchill index of 40 below or more. I miss Texas. I like the heat. I don't like this. Petrie says some truck drivers don't have a choice but to work through the elements. But Michael Montino, who oversees emergency management in Woodbury County in northwest Iowa, says everyone should think twice about going out the next few days. It can be dangerous at times, so we recommend that people take appropriate precautions. The National Weather Service says storms of this magnitude are fairly rare and usually only occur once or twice per decade. For NPR News, I'm Sheila Brummer in Fort Dodge, Iowa. The weather is complicating campaigning in Iowa this weekend. This is the last weekend before the caucuses on Monday, the unofficial start of the 2024 presidential election season. This is NPR News. This week, a record 20 million people have signed up for the health insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplaces. As NPR's Selena Simmons-Duffin reports, that's almost double what enrollment was in 2020 when President Trump left office. In 2020, 11 million people got their health insurance through healthcare.gov and the state insurance marketplaces. As of this week, total enrollment topped 20 million, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. That's the highest it's ever been. Health policy experts think President Biden's investments in advertising and outreach have helped grow enrollment, along with increased subsidies to make plans' monthly premiums more affordable. 
For people who still need health insurance, enrollment on healthcare.gov is still open until Tuesday after the Martin Luther King holiday. Selena Simmons-Duffin, NPR News. Voters in Taiwan elected Lai Ching-ta today as their new president. He's the current vice president. His win means the Democratic Progressive Party will have an historic third term. Lai had promised a more aggressive stance against China, which claims Taiwan as its own territory and has not ruled out the use of military force to gain control. The new foreign minister of France visited Kyiv today. Stéphane Sejourné promised that France will continue backing and supporting Ukraine in its fight against Russia. He said Russia hopes Ukraine and its supporters will get tired before it does. He arrived in Kyiv hours after Russia launched missiles and drones at Ukraine. Russia's full-scale invasion is nearing its second anniversary. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington.